0: numero uno
1: i'm not a puerto rican but i'm speaking so that you know and understand i got the gift of speech and it's a blessing so listen to the lesson. welcome 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 to the real estate trifecta my name is carlos salinas mr you don't need 20 percent back at it again and we look a little different <laughs> i'd say so yeah say we look so. a little different today yeah, yeah. uh we usually shoot at our studio but today we actually um You know, we're taking light, we're taking advantage of a situation right now that's basically leveling us up as a podcast, leveling us up as a trifecta, and as a team within ourselves. Um, We are here at Nassau Coliseum in the heart of Nassau. Shout out to Hofstra, shout out to CW Post, Shout out to all the colleges that surround this area. Nassau Coliseum has been a staple in this community for so long and now home to the New York Nets. And we could not be happier to be here. So with that, (laughs) I'm going to open up and say we are coming out of the biggest movement, I think, in the area as far as podcasts history especially history for the real estate trifecta with our women's empowerment episode and i couldn't be happier i couldn't be prouder i think we set the tone i think we broke the mold and i think we definitely pushed the narrative to support all of our women in industry we want to thank everybody that participated in that episode we want to thank everybody that you know joined Our views, everyone, everyone. Thank you so much for everything. The support has been phenomenal. Uh, And with that being said, I'm gonna pass the baton to this brother in blue to my left, Kev. Where where are we right now? What (laughs) are we doing here? We here, we here. We
0: here, we here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I am Kevin Span, the insurance guru. But those of you that don't know me, I lead a team of insurance professionals that help people like you when disaster shows up, when life shows up, we sell the insurance to put it back together. And when I'm not doing that, I'm doing what I'm doing today. I network with real estate professionals. (laughs) I network with mortgage professionals. And what we're doing here today, um, one big component of my business is giving back to the community. Um, This year for the 2021 22 Two season, I've had a partnership with the Long Island Nets. Mm. It's the G League affiliate team of mm. the Brooklyn Nets. It's a wonderful partnership. And through that, this opportunity to shoot this podcast has been afforded to me here. So I'm very, very grateful. Thank you to the Long Island Nets, to everybody, everybody that's uh, are we. here yeah. that gives us this platform to talk about what we wanna talk about. Because as we talked offline, mm-hmm. um, what they do as a business yep. and as an organization, they give a lot back to the community 100%. through partnering them. Um, we're able to give back to the community and be here in this well lit, big situation. <laughs> so
1: um, The biggest studio in podcast the history. The biggest,
0: biggest in podcast history. <laughs> it try I the history. That's, it try, sure. that's, try fact. that's the fact history. That's for sure. That's a fact. That's a fact. So um, we compared it kind of like to the home buying process, right? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. My first house, the start house. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm uh, living in my second house right now. But, oh, yeah. But one day,
1: one day, yeah. one day, yeah. you know.
0: I don't know.
2: I'm in the dream home right the now dream for home. me. Already. The dream acres. home.
0: Three acres. Something like that.
2: 8,000 square feet. Something like that. It doesn't sound you know. like Long Island to me. but right. I mean, <laughs> It might not be <laughs> here.
1: Sounds like Texas. We didn't say it would be here. Three acres. But I mean, somewhere right, along right. the line.
0: So that's where we're at today. But I'm not the only one in the real estate trifecta that's involved in giving back to the community. My wonderful brother to the left. my Hey. Slim down. Oh, I'm working Wrestling. on it. Slim. We're working on it. boxing brother. <laughs> Evan Russell. Let's hey. talk about it. We're working
2: on it. Well, thank you, Kev. Thank you to the Long Island Nets and you know the the opportunity to take advantage of uh, filming the podcast here today. I am Evan Russell, Mr. CMP, your certified mortgage planner with the Mortgage Guys at RCG Mortgage, and uh, giving back to the community. Um, I mean, I'm 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 a young man. Yeah. You know, I'm a young man. I'm 31 years old, uh, and throughout my career in this industry, in the mortgage finance industry, I have taken my opportunities where I can, professionally and personally, to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. As a professional, you know, in being able to financially support, um, you know, organizations, Mm -hmm. the Wounded Warrior Project was one in particular that, you know, we touched on in the beginning of the season, uh, that we were able to give back to as a trifecta and Mm -hmm. one that I give back to every year. Mm. And personally, you know, I mean, we're we're in a basketball arena. We're in a, you know, we're in an arena, but right now we're on a basketball court, right? Yes. Sports is a big part of what we're going to, you know, kind of talk about a little 100%. bit here. And that's my background. I'm, I'm sports. Everything's sports. Talk
1: about it. Talk about
0: it.
2: I'm, I'm, I mean, football is my basis, right? Yep. I love the game of football. That is my favorite sport, absolutely. But
1: It's tough to be a Jeff fan, I know.
2: Well, thankfully, I'm a Miami Dolphin fan. Oh. But, but <laughs> because, because of my father, thanks to Jeffrey uh, Russell out there, he, uh, I, am a, I am a New Yorker through and through otherwise okay so uh, uh, you know I'm a New York basketball fan I am a York, uh, you know, a, a I'm a New re- York you know hockey fan I'm, a retired, I'm
1: a retired Knicks and though.
2: you
0: got a nice jump shot we were shooting a little bit
1: before I we started, did see that yeah <laughs>
2: don't tuck
0: the shirt a little bit <laughs>
2: I take the blazer off but I can blazer shoot a little bit <laughs> No, but you know I personally the way I I, I gave back uh, was by teaching young men what I did growing up so 100%. what does that mean exactly you know I did a lot of one-on-one personal training mm. for uh, middle school mainly. Yep. Uh, middle schoolers who were looking to play offensive and defensive line, um, you know, in their at their respective schools and in their respective organizations. Um, I coached PAL programs for a couple of years, a number of years, nice. because I mean, yeah. seeing their growth in their their specific sports, but not even just their specific sports. And this is where we'll bleed into the business side of it, mm-hmm. the character, yes, that team work and you know, team, team building, sports 100%. builds is tremendous. And I, and I, yeah. and I, and I, I, I would say that my, my sports career throughout high school and in college has given me character traits that transcend 100%. what I'm able to do on a daily basis and the people that I'm able to help on a daily basis.
0: That's a beautiful thing. It's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, uh, as, as you know, uh, and going back to it, from what, in, in the time that we've been together as a team, You know for the real estate trifecta we've all had our own separate philanthropy organizations that we contribute time to energy and money and the beautiful thing about working with a an elite team is being able to contribute across the board for everything that we support my brothers in arms have supported me with the push for the real men wear pink and i couldn't be happier for it Uh, we support the the fight against breast cancer and, you know, even starting that within Douglas Elliman and after Douglas Elliman picking it up, uh, the support that I've gotten from other agents that, you know, didn't really understand what was happening at first when I started and then having Douglas Elliman see the vision to take it to the next level has only brought more attention to the cause, especially for agents at, you know, at our level at Elliman, but, you know, the support from other people Around me as well, and I know the Brooklyn Nets, excuse me, the New York Nets, uh, the Long Island Nets, <laughs> excuse me again, uh, are heavy into philanthropy. And Kev, I know you've dug in. You are about it. You are not only a sponsor; you are heavily involved in what happens with the team, as far as your your company, your brand. And the way that you build it to support them, to have you know your not, uh, fingers in the community, but your 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 A finger on, on the pulse of the community, absolutely of the community, yep. and you know talk about that. So um,
0: from the beginning, from the inception of my business, 15 years ago in 2007, um, I always wanted to build my business on certain principles. Yep. Giving back to the community was principle number one. Sure. So my alignment with the Long Island Nets team was basically based on that. Um, It's given me the opportunity to recognize local Long Island kids and have them featured as co-captains of the game at the Long Island Nets. Um, uh, Tomorrow night will be the final game, but uh, my first game I was able to do it. I was able to honor a young man. We call him Harrison the Hero.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I saw Harrison working out on Instagram with his trainer, Lee Michael of Purpose Basketball. Okay. Harrison had just won a battle with cancer. He's about eight to 10 years old, somewhere in that age category. Forgive me Harrison for not knowing the number, but when I saw him um, working out after treatment, after the shaved head and working so hard, it was around the same time I was formulating this partnership and I said, that's the kind of kid I want to recognize. So he was the first kid I was able to bring here. Uh, Since then I've been able to bring several kids um, that play basketball at an excellent level Nassau and Suffolk County, I've been able to have them come see a game and not only be honored as the co-captain of the game, but to sit courtside with me and have conversations with them about the business of basketball. Right. Um, we were talking about numbers before the game. We're all numbers guys for our respective businesses. Um, at the highest level, there are only so many opportunities of Players that have all the right stuff to play on
1: the court like this, professionally. Professionally, yeah. Four hundred slots, right? Only four hundred slots. Only four hundred slots. Professional basketball players, and not, (laughs) and only five get to start per team. Absolutely. So think about that. But when you
0: look around this space, this big arena, there's Mm -hmm. lots of courtside seats. There's lots of people that work hard and excel in other professions, real estate, insurance mortgages, all the trades in the world. It takes everybody to put it together. And from that education, from those trades, from that hard work, they position themselves to have the resources to be able to sit courtside, to be able to bring their family to a game like this. So um, we have those business conversations about, you can love the game and you can be a part of the game without being a part of it on the court. So there's plenty of room for everybody. My own son, case in point, loved basketball, played it great. Didn't he have a, a clinic here? Uh, my son had a clinic here. I was actually speaking about Trey being a young man off the court. Oh, okay. That's picked up a camera okay. and is doing wonderful things behind the scenes. So Fantastic. His high school football and basketball dreams, he set those aside, and he's picked up something else that he's doing, and he's giving back to his friends and his community in, in his own uh, way. So it's just, it's just a a wonderful thing so definitely.
2: I, I i heard i heard this saying recently you know talking about giving back you know to the community uh you know your 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 partnership and and, and sponsorship etc with the long island nets and, and their organization um you know is 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 certainly a way of giving back it's a networking opportunity there's so many opportunities there but something i love about you kevin is your passion <laughs> yeah, that's and, and, and 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 i think we as a part of the trifecta as mm-hmm. a team, we mm-hmm. all have such great passion. But the passion that I see when you talk about mm-hmm. the when you spoke about the ability to get Harrison the hero mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. onto the court as a co captain. Yes. Right. And that was what drove you towards yes. the sponsorship. Oh, yeah. I can see the passion. And there was a there was a quote that I and I might, you know, botch this a little bit, but there was a quote that I heard recently that you remind me of and it is it was that, you know, giving is the most selfish thing that you can do because mm-hmm. There's no better feeling. Oh yeah. There's no better feeling, and I can only imagine that feeling when you began the, the partnership, right? Uh, initially, and you brought Harrison, you know, Harrison out here, and you saw his eyes light up as he was, you know, courtside.
0: Oh, uh, he was courtside. He was accompanied by his brother, who came mm-hmm. on onto court with him and wouldn't let him uh, go because it's all about moments, right? One hundred percent. It's all—it's—it's it's all about moments. That—that that one moment, those things that you can't forget, mm-hmm. those unbelievable feelings and experience that. They're isolated. They're not always at the end of a season. They're not always at the end of a, a business year, but they come. They come. So you have to be uh, you have to be present in those moments. So, yeah, I am very passionate about it. I'll make you laugh, um, Evan. You said I'm very passionate. Someone told me the other day to think I'm very passionate about insurance. I'm passionate about basketball. It's not <laughs> that. My passion is with people. 100%. So I just – people work so hard, especially here where we're at, Long Island, yep. very expensive area. People work really hard for everything they, they mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. So I'm passionate about providing products and services to help protect them, but you bring the same passion to your, to your business. Let me ask you a question. Absolutely. We're in Nassau County. Yes. You're a Nassau County college grad, you're alumni. Correct. So I know you could talk about Pulse, but tell me what else, and now as a realtor, I know you're selling throughout the localities. Tell me <laughs> what Nassau my, County... Manhattan, the motto. Uh, but I talk about what Nassau County, uh, means to you or what it means to be here to you today in Nassau county
1: so again inner city boy you know coming up and it it's never easy when you live in the city um when i was you know going through you know my transition coming up uh, i was stuck at a dead-end job you know i hated it you know it really wasn't what i wanted to do and i was a full-fledged adult at this point um you know out of high school you know no college education didn't know what didn't know what I wanted like like most like most of course of course and you know I I give all the credit and I give all the respect to my mom uh who was that you know enabler like she enabled me to want to want more More always you know kind of you know letting me know that this isn't it like you can't be here you cannot like you cannot be home. You cannot be here. You're either gonna have a you're gonna have a you're gonna have a job or you're gonna be doing something else. And I think um, it, it's funny because when I started my college career, I started it late, uh, five years after I graduated from high school. Long story short, I ended up at CW Post Long Island University, and it was the best decision I had made in my life. And I took that and ran with it because not only was I that person on campus i made sure that i made my rounds to other places in the area so it helped little did i know that it was going to help me in my real estate career because i can speak about nassau because i lived here yes i lived i lived here for four years i didn't even leave campus (laughs) i lived on campus i knew what the real world was about i was like no thank you i'm gonna stay here you
2: know that one lane that one lane road up up to up to post campus and down to post campus
1: that's it you know what i mean and you know i i i used to joke all the time like you know, you guys don't really understand what's gonna be, you know, waiting for you at the end of the tunnel when you graduate. The real world is awful. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the real world is terrible. Did he just say that? He just, <laughs> he just spoke the truth. I gotta be real. The real world is awful. Like, y'all got taxes, you have responsibility, you gotta pay bills, you gotta pay rent, It's uh, mortgages, whatever the case may be. But um I used to embed this into a lot of the um, my my fellow students at the time because living on campus was an experience in itself. I was escaping the real world and you know, living on campus gave me an opportunity to uh, expand, network and, you know, the community that I lived in as well. So uh it gave me an opportunity to really get to know my surroundings and nassau fast forward uh, you know, however many amount of years later when I moved out to Suffolk and you know, I got to know the area in Suffolk. So I can say that I can easily transcend in into both areas. I know the culture in Nassau. I know the culture now in Suffolk, even going out to, you know, riverheads, the, you know, the the quags, the, the areas that people probably in Nassau don't even know exist. North Fork, South yep, Fork. Yep. Exactly. You've, uh,
0: we're in Nassau Coliseum, mm-hmm. but we're down the street from someplace else that you worked with professional sports I believe you work with the New York Jets that was right here right. at so, the Hofstra campus
1: right so when we were at Hofstra campus it was um two thousand gotta be two thousand four six. six okay 2006 I, I interned for the New York Jets uh, shout out to my mentors Bruce Spate and uh Jared Winley, two brothers that were at the top of their careers. Jared Winley took over now. Uh Bruce Spate went on to uh the uh, to the Panthers, back to the Panthers. Uh he used to he started his career there, went back after, you know, his stint with the Jets, but uh two people that instilled uh, a sort of work ethic that I didn't know existed and we're gonna trans we're gonna transition into this because um, there's a lot of people that ask well what does it take to be at the top level what does it take to be on a stage like this what does it take to wear the suits that we wear you know it's a business I take it serious why do you wake up at 5 a.m. because everybody's asleep yes That's it you know what I mean like yeah. I get to be with my son at 830 in the morning every day you know, to wake him up now that that's the new blessing in my life. So, uh, yeah, yeah, the embodiment of professionalism, the embodiment of owning a business, the embodiment of being able to sit here, a young boy from the city, you know, and understand that, yes, I might not have been born here. Oh, but I'm here now. <laughs> and this is my home, Nassau and Suffolk. And now that I'm here, You know the championship level as to where we want to take our business exactly so we're going to get back into the business part of it because you know we haven't been on the camera for a while you know we took a break from shooting uh we had enough content with the women's empowerment episode because we wanted to shine the light on the ladies it was about you in the month of march now that we're going into april uh... The market is changing. The market's changed. Uh, yeah. I'm going to jump into a very <laughs> right, <laughs> Evan, Evan Smirk. Give me because, about thirty-five yeah, minutes. Right, yeah. Evan, <laughs> he's about another hour. Within you know what I mean? How everything is changing. But today's topic of conversation for me as a real estate agent is going to be contingencies. We've spoke about this before. Yeah. Um. This is going to be directed towards the sellers. Sellers. Here goes your tip of the day. Please listen to your real estate agent when they say. You need to put your house on the market first in an aggressive buyer's market because the person on the other end, if you're looking to purchase, is going to want to know that you are in contract already so that they can formulate, you know, an idea of where they're going to be going as far as your accepted offer on the purchase. It, you cannot put the cart before the horse. You cannot be looking at houses and expect to put in offers if the sale of your property is not under contract. First, you are going to be running into brick walls. You are shooting yourself in the foot. Talk to your professional. Make sure that you're communicating with them. It is so important to be able to give us an opportunity to represent you to the best of our ability so that's going to be my tip of the day for the real estate portion of this i've said enough
0: uh i'll go right from there you know tip of the day um my business is not affected by the same seasonality that you guys are going through now with interest rates or inventory that's a great point i
1: I really want that is a great point no it's
0: a it's a different thing the seasonality that affects My business is natural disasters, Ah. and we're having a ton of natural Mm, disasters right now. So this championship season in 2022, in my agency, we're focused on preparing people for natural disasters. So what do I mean? Floods are no longer a thing that's isolated to coastal areas, not just to the Rockaways and Queens, not to Montauk, not to certain tips of brooklyn and other coastal areas it's something that's happening inland and midland so my tip of the day for everybody listening to this podcast whether you insure it with me or somebody else there's a couple of things you should be talking to your carrier about you should be getting a quote for flood insurance whether you plan to buy it or not you need to know you need to decide whether you want it or not Mm. i'm not going to spend your money and say a couple hundred bucks It's too much for this or that. You might want to spend it for for security. So I definitely want to talk to people about disasters. Um, We're shooting this on. The 30th of March, a couple of days ago, a little bit of snow in Pennsylvania is causing 50 car pileup accidents out there. Uh,
1: so the squall, people,
0: the squall, the snow squall. I, didn't I never know. even heard that before. <laughs> I never heard a snow You know, squall. you know. I was driving and it, it, it was yeah. squall. You know? actually, I was like, I'm, oh, I'm this is a, a, a squall. I'm going to
1: call the 20-something yeah. yeah. you. Yeah, give me You got two timeouts Let's Take one, take one, take one. 20-second timeout. This is how, you know, you move to the suburb. you use words like, I did not squall. know what <laughs> squall it. meant. I really, it's like, I tell this story to everyone moving out when you have home ownership. Uh, my wife, uh, she, we love, she has a green thumb. She had said the word hydrangea to me. Now okay. I come from a place, you know, I didn't know what that was. I was like, you can't just say words like that to hey. me. I got offended, like, <laughs> babe, like, you can't talk to Inpatience, me. like Patience, yeah. hydrangeas. <laughs> I'm being <laughs> impatient is...
0: with these words. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's happening? Like, what are you saying right now? She was like, "No, it's a plant." I was like, "Oh," and I had to move on from that because I didn't know, like, words like "squall." Like that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. well, I had to go with it. Yeah. Well, well, let
2: me let me jump off you, Kev, real quick because I'll tell you. You know, I live by the water. I am in. Uh, uh, you know, I am. Yes. I am in, I am in Bayport, yeah. but so I nice. am not in a flood zone. Now I will tell you, I most definitely got that flood policy okay, because, I'm to call yes. time especially <laughs> when you're not in a flood zone, <laughs> yes, dev, right? Yes. I mean, yes. how much are we talking? And obviously, it's, you can't worth give a it. quote, but it's I mean,
0: worth it it. a couple hundred bucks. It's a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. It's pennies on a dollar compared to the damage that can happen to your Total beautiful Total disaster. House. Total disaster. It
2: wasn't even a question when I when I when I when I when I moved in that, into that house, my wife and I, Brittany and I, knew 100 yeah. percent we were getting that flood insurance. You
0: bought the beauty, but you mm-hmm. protected the beauty. You
2: protected yeah. your dream. Absolutely. And I've seen I that. Your not know that i
1: appreciate you i did not know that i've obviously i've been to your house i the it's way a it, shocker
2: that I'm not in, the flood, in a flood zone.
1: Right? Amazing, yeah. Literally, you can. Mean, roll, meanwhile, you the can flood maps the have opened up, right? right. Yeah. Flo- the yeah, FEMA yeah. has
2: opened up these flood maps yeah. so aggressively mm-hmm. to most South Shore, and I am on the South Shore, mm-hmm. but yeah. West, Western mm-hmm. South Shore mm-hmm. more so, more aggressively. Where you you can be pretty far from the from the water, miles from the water yeah. in certain instances, right? But Correct. you're still in a flood zone. Absolutely, Freeport, and that's ball-wind. actually that's an important piece of. Let, let's talk about real estate and affording real estate and affording a house. You know, flood insurance policies can cost thousands upon $1,000. Right. You know, if you're talking about a, a $3,000 flood policy, you're talking about $250 a, dollars a month. That is huge. On I top mean, that's, of your taxes that
1: are already top about of maybe 15 exactly. grand a year. Exactly. So that's very important. It's Again, a
2: speak, with a, speak with a professional 100%. real estate agent. Not only as a buyer are you not paying for that, Correct. Uh, but also, you know, they're going to be able to give you the ins and outs of are you in a flood zone and, and the contingencies, you know, hey, get that Correct. house in the market. So work with your professional, uh, you know, real estate agent your local professional real estate agent <laughs> who knows you don't need 20% down that's right wait, <laughs> I've
0: talk, talked talked about the seasonal you business what's happening now with rates yeah man.
2: I, I I'm gonna have to consolidate this pretty aggressively. <laughs> uh, that's for sure so I mean we we have seen oh my God. an increase in interest rates right. in this short span that we haven't seen in you know over a decade um so you know interest rates have gone up well over one percent in certain instances 1.5 percent and that impacts affordability tremendously my message to our viewers out there is seek advice from your mortgage professional if you've been pre-approved even days prior to you know today if it's only been a couple of days I would say every single week check in with your mortgage professional because interest rates are continuing to climb now the overall environment that we're in right now there are so many complicated factors that play a role into what is impacting interest rates but ultimately the main thing that's impacting interest rates is inflation 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 so much so and i thought this was very interesting that over the last couple of days and this is march 30th it's been two days that we've seen Positive movement in the interest rate market. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the reason why we have positive is, movement,
1: as in as in lowering, been lowering, lowering of clarifying that. Positive yep. movement
2: in interest rates would be lowering. Negative yep. movement would be you know Good raising, which we've yep. been seeing aggressively. One hundred percent. Russia actually, there were there were some messages that came out about them de-escalating sure. their push into yep. Kiev, et cetera, just two days ago. Mm-hmm. Now, typically, war and, and chaos. What that will do is that will drop interest rates because that can cause uncertainty. And when investors are in uncertain, they will take their money out of stocks and equities and other, you know, more riskier assets mm-hmm. and flight to safety, they call it. They will put their money into bonds and mortgage backed securities uh, that are just safer, uh, you know, more guaranteed investments. Right. Um, and that will lower interest rates. But unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but what the Fed is having to do with inflation in fighting inflation, that war did not do anything to interest rates that we would have thought it would have done. Rates have spiked up because of tapering and other measures the Fed has taken. But now because of the de-escalation that Russia's come out and talked about, the future forecasts of inflation have now come down. And because of that, we have seen two days of positive movement in the market. So again, my advice Mm -hmm. to you viewers out there. Speak with your mortgage professional if you're in yes, process sir. right now, immediately. See where rates are. See if you can lock in. If it makes sense for you to lock in, because we are in an extremely volatile environment, and a day, two days, that can hurt you.
1: I have a quick question. Absolutely. Um, there's been a lot of discussion around uh, the type of banker you know you can use to save some money. Uh, there is a difference between a banker and a broker. Uh, we've said this before, and uh, we support everyone in their business models. Certainly. Um, do you think, and you obviously, you as a broker, I think, and I know for a fact uh, for the clients that I've been working with, you've been crushing it. Like, you've been killing it Appreciate with the rate. People have had, you know, I've, I've seen rates up to about 7, 7 point, excuse me, 4.7 right now, you know, from different banks. Yeah. Bro, you've been crushing it. Like, I really got to, I, I really want to say this because it doesn't. It doesn't do justice if, you know, people from the outside don't really, especially in my, in my profession as a mortgage, excuse me, as a real estate agent, as a mortgage broker, in my profession as a, mor- uh, as a real estate agent, it, it, it helps us so much to be able to put a piece of paper in front of clients like, hey, you know, clients don't understand that they can shop. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be a smart consumer. You don't have to stick with your first option. You have option A, B, C, and D. Up to 45 days to figure out who's going to come up with the best possible package for you. You have been crushing. So I want to give you props. I want to give you love. I don't think, you know, people give flowers enough. I want to give you your flowers. I appreciate You know that. what I mean? I appreciate and I want to let you know that, yeah, man, you've, you've helped me. You've helped my team. You've helped us get across and and really explain the narrative in a situation especially discussing war especially discussing inflation and you know the bonds people investors everything everything that culminates into how the rate can go up you are saving people money so i want to thank you for that uh... appreciate you i appreciate that and and you know uh, I'll, I'll push
2: this to kevin as well you know mean as a broker right and not necessarily being captive right and having yeah. having flexibility Absolutely. And yep. options of, you know, and, that, and that's, that's, you know, really the, the advantage from a broker's perspective is the flexibility that we have, the lenders that we work with. We're not captive to one specific bank. We work with many different banks Correct. and everybody's situation, everybody's scenario is different. Mm. Once we figure out that individual scenario and situation, then we know, all right, which bank thrives on this program correct which brand, which bank will provide this cl- my client with the lowest interest rate right.
1: the lowest costs and you you can know, that, very, that definitely it, it helps can very well end up back at chase right at a, at a wholesale or uh, not, oh, not not at chase, chase but, but, but yes to, to yeah, a quick loan like a, long, a like quick like loan like, for instance we
2: work or even a loan loans. depot yeah, you know exactly yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. that you can go to right, directly cool. yep. but we can also go yeah. there as well uh and tell me as opposed
0: to a one size all fit approach let me ask you guys a question yeah we're in the basketball court. Yep. Four quarters in the basketball game. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's the end of the first quarter.
1: That's right. Okay,
0: so as we go into the second quarter, it's kind of pivotal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to talk about some things that are important to me in the second quarter of this year. I like it. And I'll ask you guys what's important to you in the second quarter. Oh, I want the ball. You want the ball? Okay. I want the ball. You're shooting. You're shooting the ball. Okay. I want the ball. So from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my business standpoint, it's important I keep it moving and I shoot the ball uh, as well. Yeah, can I get the ball? Yeah, my, we got the my, ball. My hey, second round round quarter, because uh, I, I, I see myself yeah. scoring this quarter. Uh, second quarter for me, I'm focused on something you and I talked about last um, a few days ago. Okay. I'm focused on uh, one of the things people don't know about me. I am a certified real estate instructor when it comes to continuing education. Oh, that's a fact. Yeah. So love this, love one this. of the things I'm going to do in the second quarter nice. is. I need to get in front of, I need to help at least 100 realtors get free CE credits. Correct. Because I live by a rule that says if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what they want. So I'm going to do my first one this Friday. Absolutely. Uh, Realtors out there that are tuned in, if you Mm -hmm. don't have all, I believe, 22 continuing continuing education credits that you need, talk to me. I will be on the CE and Chill Tour. Ooh, the Continuing Education it. and Chill Tour. Absolutely. Some words I got from my PR guy to my right. And, um, <laughs> we're going to do the continuing education, but we're going to get together. We're going to network and have oh, some fun. So I'm going to you with yeah. the no look. But I'm going, oh, this, hey. way. Oh, I'm going this way. I'm going this way. What you thinking ball, about for the bay. second quarter? What's important to you in the second quarter of your what's, business? What's important to me in the second
2: quarter is with the market doing. What it is doing right now is I want real estate agents, uh, real estate professionals to understand that uh... There is demand. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Rates are rising, but there is demand. Right. The average age of a home buyer is thirty-three years old. Mm. Wow.
1: What generation? Say, genera-
2: the, what say genera- that twice the, for the people in the, the back. Average, Wait, for the people that in <laughs> the, in, and and the, and the rappers, seats. I The age of rappers. a home buyer. Thirty-three. He's <laughs> thirty-three years old. You know wow. what generation that is? That's the millenni- millennial. millennial generation. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know what? birth rates were how high birth rates were in the 90s when millennials were being born Mm -hmm. almost as high as baby boomers when they were being born so what does that mean rates are spiking and there is a big part of the population the demographic the average home buyer right at 33 that is not going to be in the market correct but that is such a massive demographic that there will still be demand so real estate professionals out there I want to work with you if you have been focused on listings and sellers, because a lot of agents Correct. do. And I want to teach you, help you, show you how to work with buyers, because it is different. It is a different strategy. And my man, Carlos, can definitely tell you all about that. But, but for now, the pass. I'm pass. He's okay. right. He's going to ask pass.
0: What's the quarter? second quarter? Where, second we, quarter where are we at in the us, game? What are we doing? Um,
1: we are making an extreme push, uh, obviously, with – no inventory. Uh, my, my my method and my motto is to try to create inventory. So um, we're working on some things to create some inventory. I've been speaking to a few people, uh, and I'm making a huge push to elevate my business to the next level. Obviously, you never want to stay in one place. Uh, when people have an opportunity to be better, I'm surrounded by people that make me want to be better. I have my business influencer. Uh, somebody that i look to think about kevin as a like a constantly and and then i have my muscle right over (laughs) here you know that's breaking down barriers uh you know you surround yourself with people that are going to help you excel uh so for me it's you know obviously the continuation of education uh taking advantage of you know free credits continuing education credits uh, because we all know that we have to pay for them, I would tell everyone to please kind of like tune in and understand what Kevin is doing is next level. Uh, and it also comes with a happy hour who doesn't want to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, you know, continuing to support my team, continuing to support my business, and continuing to understand that um, it's time to get in front of sellers. It's time to make sure that, you know, understand that a lot of people are going to want to start buying still i'm getting a lot of downsizing clients right now so i have Ooh. a lot of listings coming out from people looking to downsize and that right then and there you know especially with the rate the way it is People want to take advantage of that. In
0: the world of basketball, one of the things that creates elite players, your Kevin Durant, your Kyrie Irvings, they have the ability to create their own shot.
1: 100%. So what
0: I heard you say about the real estate business is that you're going to create your own opportunities.
1: love that parallel. love that parallel. Creating your own opportunities, absolutely. If you know that there is no inventory, make some. Let's go. <laughs> you know make, make some. You know what I mean? So, uh, shout out to the people that I've been talking to. Shout out to uh my business partner that uh you know, we're going to be elevating who you know and you will meet soon enough. Uh and you know, we want to thank, you know, everybody that supported us through uh, the month of March for our women's empowerment episode. We have a special guest that is going to be you know, jumping on this pod really quickly and uh, who happens to be the GM for the Long Island Nets. Uh, I will let him introduce himself. We are blessed to have him here. And with that being said, look out for the Mortgage Minute from our guy, Pete Papazoglu from the Mortgage Guys.
3: Thank you, Carlos. Excited to be here with your Mortgage Minute. Pete Papazoglu with the Mortgage Guys from RCG Mortgage. Wanting to talk to you guys today about down payment. A lot of people feel like you need to strive for that 20% down payment, but it's not entirely necessary. And in this market, it might even be a good idea to leave some money left over after closing too. On a conventional loan, you can put down, in a lot of cases, as little as 3%. If you're a first-time homebuyer and borrowing a certain amount of money, you don't need to strive for 20%, 10%, or even 5%. You can put down as little as 3%. If we're looking at an FHA loan, your minimum down payment in all cases is 3.5%, all right? And for those veterans out there, if you are looking at a VA loan, you can put down as little as zero. That's right. You can get 100% financing on a VA loan, meaning that all your money can be kept for closing costs and moving after you buy the house. Again, people positive here with the mortgage guys at RCG Mortgage.
1: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Real Estate Trifecta. Pete, thank you for that Mortgage Minute. We appreciate you. Uh, We are here, and we are blessed to have Alton Bird, Senior Vice President of... Growth Properties. Growth Properties for... BSE Global. BSE Global. There you go. There you go. For the Long Island Nets, uh, someone that is entrenched in the team's growth for the community. Uh, Philanthropy Alton thank you
4: no thank you for having me Uh, (laughs) we appreciate you really happy to be here with you venerable gentlemen and uh, (laughs) you know from our perspective um, really we look at ourselves as investors in the community 100% Uh, we we kind of leverage our resources our capabilities our platforms our connection to Uh, all races all sizes all types of people in the community Uh, and that's been what we've always set out to be we've never tried to be anything else we understand that Mm -hmm. the New York market has I don't know 16 professional sports organizations, they do 21 division 1 colleges yep um, and we're not trying to be something that we can't be we can't possibly be to New York what the Yankees are of course and what the mets are but what we can do is change the trajectory of people's lives and we can impact the way they see the world 100 uh, percent, and give them a platform and a voice and a place that they can come not only watch sports but they can also change their lives from an education perspective absolutely from a literacy perspective mm-hmm. from a health and wellness perspective uh, and we really try and also support our veterans. Um, Absolutely, obviously we play at Nassau County Veterans Memorial Coliseum, <laughs> yes, we so we do. Yeah. We honor those veterans who have served and made our lives uh, livable and easy. Mm-hmm. So, thank you
1: for having me. No, uh, thank you. Yeah. You are. Uh, we spoke off uh, camera. You are a Columbia University graduate. I am. Uh, you are still in. You are still involved in the growth and development of young players, especially now with the, uh, you know, with the G League the way it is, yeah. you know, what is some of the advice? Like, are you, are you involved in their growth as professionals and, you know, professionals that are going to be going into a professional setting yeah. as far as, um, you know, how they're going to be able to be managers of their, you know, lives and, you know, their, their, um, you Yeah, know, I think if you consider for a minute
4: what players are. They're young men and women first. Yes. They're family members, brothers, sisters. Yes. You know, sons, fathers, you know, mothers, wives, girlfriends, whatever. (laughs) And I think, you know, sports happens to be the thing that they love to do. 100%. But ultimately, they become more than that, and they are more than that. It's the bridge. Yeah, and, and sports is a connector. 100%. Sports is a way to connect people together. Sports is a way to build relationships. And I think, you know, in this day and age where relationships are fraught with pandemics, uh, social justice, racial justice, um, you know, we have always tried to be something that other people maybe didn't have. Correct. I, we try and grow people. Hence, you know, my role to develop. Then that's the context of our organization. Correct. As we know it, long is to develop players on the court, mm-hmm. to develop young staff off the court, to develop personalities, relationships with partners and friends and families and to connect. Um, and so contextually, development is who we are. Absolutely. Yes, Kevin,
1: I think you had a question.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love everything that you said. Uh, that's why we're here. I had the pleasure of meeting you at a community event um, mm-hmm. a few months ago, I think in the middle of last year through uh, Andrew, at the, uh, the MAC event, yep. which you guys are there to support. Mm-hmm. You have a wonderful partnership with them. And, um, Alton, I have a, a saying that I want to get your feedback on. I often say that um, championships in life, not championships in sports, but also championships in sports, they're built on friendships and relationships. So mm-hmm. Championships are built on friendships and relationships. What would you say about that?
4: I would agree wholeheartedly. I, I think transactions become relationships mm. that evolve. And, and I think some people get this idea that you know in your business, whether it be insurance or mortgages or real estate, mm-hmm. people choose the people they want to work with. 100%. It, and, and at the end of the day, that's because of a friendship or because of a relationship or because of a referral of somebody that, hey, I liked him, so you should use him. Or I liked her, and she was really good to me, so you should. So I agree wholeheartedly, and I think the secret of championships in life, basketball, any sport, anything you do is based on the relationships. I say to my staff all the time, you know, the the (laughs) essence of the information that you receive is based on the essence of the questions you ask. Yes, 100%. So if you ask deep questions, you'll get deep answers. And if you ask vague questions, you get vague answers. Correct. Well, relationships are the same. Mm. If your relationships surface, and you get surface responses and that's all it'll ever be. But if you invest in people, you will almost get always get a relationship that's deeper, stronger. Uh, and I'm proud that my relationships from high school, college, I still have because I work at them.
0: I love it. it I want to ask you another question. So um, I know a sports story, I heard you tell it at the dinner, um, and you've transitioned from an incredible journey on the court to the business side of sports off the court. So one of the conversations we had in the earlier portion was what does Nassau County mean to each of us personally? Carlos went to school here in Nassau County. Correct. Uh, you've played ball all mm-hmm. around the world. You've mm-hmm. run the sports business here, in California, abroad. And you've built this relationship here on Long Island. So mm-hmm. what does Nassau County mean to you? And how did you venture out and build those relationships from a business standpoint?
4: That's a great question. When I moved here five years ago, I've been in Nassau County five years, hard to believe. It, it was a very different demographic and a, and a different mood. Mm-hmm. I think Nassau County has changed mm. immensely in five years. 100%. Um, I've seen things in Nassau County that today that I didn't see five years ago. Um, I've seen more conversations about very sensitive subjects I've seen the change in demographics. I've seen more Latinos, more African-Americans, more people moved from the city who- Pandemic wanted, had, a, had a big, big correct. change there too. Right. Yep. Correct. For sure. um, and I think Nassau County has meant like, while it's more dense than Suffolk County, I think Nassau County has meant a more wide open view. I think people are more open to ideas and concepts that they weren't before. I, there's no way you can ever not discuss what has happened across the country, whether it be from a social justice or a racial justice perspective. Um, and, and while Nassau County still has its like prickly parts, right, <laughs> yeah. there's also a more wide open sense of, I can accomplish things in Nassau County that I couldn't have done maybe 10 years ago. So 100%. conversations are better. Uh, People are more open to new ideas and new concepts. And I think relationships are being stronger and being built better than they were maybe five, ten years ago here in Nassau County.
0: Uh, One of the questions Evan and I had online before we started the actual podcast, we are talking about the invitation that you gave me as one of the business partners with the Nets to attend, I believe the luncheon was with the Long Island Business Association. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the relationship with the Long Island business association and why other business people such as mortgage professionals like ev real estate professionals like carlos Mm -hmm. would um maybe perhaps want to work with uh, Mm -hmm. the community and association like that as well as with long island nets
4: well i sit on the board of the lia long island association which is long island's like largest um advocacy organization they advocate they advocate for investments in long island Long Island's an interesting story in that it probably puts more money into the New York State economy mm-hmm. than any other part of New York. Of but course. it doesn't pull out as much as they put in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big place. Long Island's a huge place. Um, and I think the, the relationships, you know, there there's I think 80 board members who are members of the LIA, but they are involved in every part of every business on Long Island. Um, And I've had the good fortune of, of, you know, working with uh, the leadership uh, of the LIA. Uh, They do numbers, large numbers, of really cool networking events. Um, And it's a good way to get your face known and get connected to people who actually make decisions. They actually build decision-making in it. Uh, I know real estate is a big subject matter for the LIA. because you know, it's expensive to live here. How do you get more affordable housing for people who came here for affordable housing? <laughs> and they got here and they realized it's not that affordable. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is an interesting organization, but certainly connected us through various different events with business leaders who have wanted to help us
2: invest in the community. To, to, if you don't mind, uh, you know, you had brought up deeper questions provide you know provide deeper responses right and uh, not to get very deep but in (laughs) to get you know away from the business side and towards the relationship side uh, and the relationships that you have with the team members the players the you know the the whole organization right what I'm curious about because I loved what you said with respect to we have young men and women you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, sons, moms, dads, the whole nine, first before anything else, right? And, you know, the G League and the premise of it in in developing players to, you know, potentially become professional, get to that next level, et cetera, right? But we understand many also will not. So what what does the Long Island Nets or what do the Long Island Nets do or what kind of uh, uh, preparations do you maybe have or or what that's kind of work do you do with these individuals these athletes, these players these men, women, et cetera, that might set you apart from other organizations to grow them off the court That's a great question
1: that's a that 's a, a fantastic question
4: and and the truth is we like we do in the community, invest in our players mm. we invest in our coaches like we've got ten former yeah. coaches of the Long Island nets who are now sitting on n b a benches wow, right. Uh, the closest other team is six. So over five years, and I, I kind of have to take the bubble year for the G League out. Of course. So in really four and a half, five years, we've developed coaches across the board Amazing. that are sitting on NBA benches. I go back to your question about how we help them evolve as people. There are a lot of retired high school basketball players. Now, mm. you and I would say retired. Yeah, because if your dream is to play past high school, And you don't make your college team you're retired yeah Yeah. (laughs) there are a lot of retired college players and some great ones guys that were great in college that weren't quite good enough to play at the nba level we always say to people like you know the average shelf life for an nba player three years three and a half four years wow so you make a lot of money in a short period of time and then what else Absolutely. So we spend time with our coaches with the G League in developing plans for the players who didn't finish school to get their degrees. Absolutely. We really try and help them find their interests because when you play basketball, like you think you're never ever going to stop. You think mm-hmm. you're never going to retire. You're going to play forever. Yep. And the reality is it's short-lived. The older you get, I always used to say to people, like when you play basketball as a little kid, you hope to touch the net. Yeah. Then when you get into <laughs> high school, you hope to touch the rim. Then when you get into college, you hope to play above the rim. And at the NBA, they're playing between the square and the, and the top of the backboard. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we try and we try and help these players understand there are there is life after basketball. Mm. You will earn far more money after you finish playing than you will as a player, and that if you're lucky and you get involved early, whether you wanna be a financial advisor, a financial planner, a mortgage broker, or a real estate agent, or you wanna own your own business and open a smoothie shop, the mechanics of how to do that, we try to help Mm -hmm. and help them create a life after basketball. That's the hardest thing though, to convince players, right? because if, if you're lucky enough to play in the NBA, you'll make a lot of money. You'll see a lot of money leave. You won't know where that money went. <laughs> and if you didn't invest it, then what's going to happen, no especially concern. if you didn't get a, a degree, mm-hmm. and especially if you didn't yep. do the work while you were playing? Yeah. See, I have always had this real strange philosophy that, you know, one day I hope the NBA says, all right, all of you got to get up and go to work. And you get to play basketball, but you gotta get. (laughs) You got to be at the office at (laughs) 9 a.m. You got to be at the office. (laughs) You got to develop your life after basketball, because how many stories do you hear about players who were great players, played five years in the NBA, played ten years in the NBA, and they don't make it financially? I broke afterwards. So we. Try and do something different, my colleague Matt Riccardi, who's like my business partner and the g m on the basketball side. we try and create really serious ways to engage our players with Kevin Spann. if you want to involve if you want to learn about insurance, talk to Kevin if you want to learn about mortgages talk to Evan if you want to learn about real estate talk to so that the foundation of all wealth is in in bricks and mortar anyway yeah yeah so we, we, we do, I think, a really good job.
2: How seriously the players take it is, is a choice they have to make. Yeah, I mean, your, your, your abilities in, or, or your desires to focus on that, that's what matters the most. Right. Clearly, you have passion in it, uh, and I love that. I've had the opportunity to work with uh, some amazing people, um, actually down in Florida specifically, <laughs> who work with NFL teams mm-hmm. uh, and they coach rookie camps and handle financial literacy and all that. And, you know, I mean, these are all things that I'm sure you're, you know, you're doing, which is amazing and it's so important. And I said in my question, you know, I was kind of focusing on the individuals that did not make it, but you made a phenomenal point. Even if you do make it to that next level, financial literacy, right? You need to understand what to do when that money's coming in, because it comes in quick, it comes in fast and it goes just as quick. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I,
4: you know, I'm, I'm always just reminding people that you know, the money. If you didn't have money, like I don't know many people that grow up with money, mm. um, unless their families gave them money or they inherited it. But if you didn't grow up with money and somebody handed you a check for a million dollars every month, you wouldn't know right? what to do with it. It's like so we're always prepared. I we, give it to my wife. I'm just going. <laughs> <laughs> I do the Get same it thing. to my wife. You'll give <laughs> me we're, no money we We're always prepared. Never that like we we know how to fail. <laughs> You yes. know we have a we have a culture that you you should prepare for this if you fail, like no one a ever plan say, b no one ever says to you plan a here's how success looks, correct, like we don't train for correct. success yes. we, we prepare you well what if what's your plan b, C, d, mm. and E we don't and so people There's no are, all that on plan they don't a. know how to handle yeah. success yeah. sometimes. hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Oh, and you said a couple of real estate things. I'm going to toss the ball back to here's my ball. Yeah. I hit, call, call yeah. it open. Yeah. So I'm going to hit him. But you said uh, a perfect segue to real estate. You talk about all wealth is in brick and mortar. Yeah, And I believe that your wife is in the real estate She business. is. She's, said,
4: yeah. uh, she's been involved in real estate in California, Georgia, and mm. New York for, you know, California for 27 years. Wow. So she's she's seen, seen every type yeah. of transaction. She's seen every type of foreclosure, she like there's not a whole lot right. that she's not seen and she's educated me. She's, hey, no, like you can't do that one, <laughs> but you can do that one. And and you learn 100%. literally how people build wealth. Like, you know, most people, even the tech guys, they, they have built wealth off the back of, I'm gonna buy this house or I'll buy this condo mm-hmm. and I've got that and I'm gonna buy, maybe buy another building and I'll buy a commercial building yep. and then all of a sudden you know, you got Amazon. Right? <laughs> That's how people build wealth, and I think it's it's a really interesting business because uh, you know what I learned first and foremost is that no matter what you want for your house, mm. the, the the market controls what you get for your house. A hundred percent. So a lot of people don't understand. It's like, oh, my house. I, I read my house is worth half a million dollars. Right. And my estimate. Like, <laughs> what? But, but the comps say right. your house is worth yeah. 350 mm-hmm. right? And the mortgage guy says, you're never gonna get a penny over what the house appraises <laughs> for. Always. So, that's a fact. So a fact. I'm always laughing because like people say, I think I could get a million dollars from my house. Okay, so what did right. the comps say? Yeah. So that's the first thing my wife 100%. said is, doesn't matter what they want, the comps tell the story. There you yeah. go. So if the comps say it's worth a million, mm-hmm. it's, it's worth, worth a, million. a million. And then, It's worth what somebody's prepared to pay for that over the million Mm -hmm. and and what they can borrow from. Correct. So if you can't borrow a million, then you got to come up with a difference. Mm -hmm. So she's taught me a lot and um, I think real estate has been the foundation. I I learned from my mother, God rest her soul, she bought a house in California for $70,000 in 1971. Wow. I can't wait Um, to hear this one. It was a 4,000 square foot house. I can't wait to hear this one. (laughs) In the heart of San Francisco. Oh my God. Um, She passed uh, in 2008 and we decided to, you know, sell the house. My sister's the oldest and we had a pecking order and we had all this written down. You're the oldest, you decide. And like, no, you decide. So she decided, I don't want to live in the house. Too many memories. We lived in the house for 30, nearly 40 years. My, My family did. So we sold the house at the bottom of the market. $1.3 One point three million same house today, four million dollars oh wow
1: <laughs> so, I don't, I don't so curse on the foundation this, we don't
4: curse on this show, but damn it's <laughs> <laughs> the foundation the wealth is through, and she she said to me, whatever you do, don't care how many houses you buy, mm-hmm. never sell your houses, mm. leverage them mm. buy That's more exactly create more wealth mm-hmm. buy more from leverage go. that one to yep she always said never sell your house and like most knucklehead kids I sold the houses that I invested (laughs) in and you know she said imagine when I was in the UK as a player I bought several houses and she said imagine for a minute if you'd kept all those houses you could have retired at 40. (laughs) I finished playing at 37.
2: Oh wow. I mean, you, you, you said, you said leverage, the word leverage. Leverage is such an important word because, you know, and that goes back to the players and the professionals who do not right. leverage, you know, what they have available to them as far as, you know, financially is concerned. Right. Um, you know, you get a sign a $10 million contract, you buy the $4 million house in cash. Why not? I have another $6 million for me, right, right? Why not? Like well, it, well, well, the reason why is, you know, exactly what you just said, right? You utilize, you leverage real estate To purchase more real estate, and that's Mm -hmm. how you're going to grow wealth. And uh, you know that's something that we can certainly teach to our audience. uh, uh, You know, as they look to grow their
4: wealth. And ten million dollars in in like if somebody tells you they're making ten million dollars, people forget like (laughs) (laughs) ten equals four. And you know I tell people, you know the NBA is the Pareto theory, Mm. which is. 80% of the money is made by 20%, 20%. of the players. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like there's 40 guys earning 25 million plus. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is two, three, four, mm-hmm. five league minimum, right. 800,000. Right. And they shift every year. Mm-hmm. So for every Kevin Durant, there is a guy who's playing here who's on mm-hmm. a two way, who's earning 350, 400. Right. So mm-hmm. there, it, it's, it's always going to be that kind of theory around, hey, here's a really good opportunity for you to learn that real estate 100%. matters. That your life and like, do you have to go out and buy houses for everybody that you know? No. Yeah. But <laughs> nobody else does. And and players, luckily, don't often do that. They think they have to, but they don't often do right. that. Right. And education is key. Real estate education is key. If I could take if I could do one thing for every professional athlete, football, hockey, basketball, baseball, soccer, MLS, it, it would be to teach them how to buy a house mm. and how to keep it. And then when you get value in that house, how to buy another house. Yeah. Mm. And then when you get value in that house, because ultimately,
1: look, right now real estate is at its all-time mm. high. Well, and I don't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. but I want to willingly give the services of the real estate trifecta. I know uh, Evan has RC.G University that he, you know, does as far as the, the knowledge and um, education for us agents. Mm-hmm. We provide that as well. So you guys have uh, car blanche treatment. You know I know that the insurance guru has his own niche as well as far as the, the education part of that. And uh, I always um, lean to him not only as my business coach, mm-hmm. but as somebody that um, helps me in trying to get uh, my clients approved with you know whatever insurance they need. But um, as we start to wrap this up, I wanted to pose a, a quick question mm-hmm. as far as dedication, um, scheduling dedication. So yeah. I know in the I know in the NFL when I spent uh, you know when I spent time with the New York Jets. Uh, Everything is timed. Yep. Timing is everything, down to the second. Yep. Kickoff, coin toss, announcements. Practice. Uh, practice. Yep. Everything. Uh, down to the wire. Someone in your position, uh, what's the daily routine like? Like, do you are you a 5 a.m.er? Because I know sitting in meetings with Mike Tannenbaum, we would be there 4:30, 5 in the morning. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. Uh, and
4: I think. You know, we, we've been having this conversation certainly with us about work-life balance and the sports and entertainment industry is yep. different. 100%. Especially when you work in live sports. Yep. Live sports changes how you work. You know, the WNBA plays 17 home games and they have a five-month season, six-month season. We play 25 home games, 50 games overall, and we have a six-month season. The NBA plays 80 games, 81, 82 games and they have a seven month, nine month season. The NFL plays from, I call it August 7th through <laughs> yep. yep. February. February. They have 16 games, but they're also playing a more violent sport. Correct. Every minute during the season that you are in business or in basketball or business and football is timed. 100%. Because time management matters. Yep. Like at the end of the day, you know, players gotta get on planes, off planes, on buses, off buses. Correct. They gotta be two games, pre-game, post-game, mm-hmm. interviews, interviews, family, Yep. you know, you Nutrition's gotta try and get in there. the kitchen, right. like, you gotta get sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. The yeah. biggest
4: challenge for professional athletes is their sleep patterns. Right. Like, if you don't sleep well, you don't You're play you not well.
1: perform well, absolutely. So,
4: time management matters, both as a player, and I played until I was 37, so I know, like, you know, what what your what your routine is. Get to the gym. Get your workout in pregame. Get mm-hmm. something to eat. Make sure you're ready. You know, your game schedule. Then yep. then your post game schedule. Postgame interviews. You know, then you gotta do something after the game and if you like to go out at night you go out. If you don't you go home. <laughs> but then you gotta get prepared for the next game. Correct. And in, in basketball, those games come every other night. Every other night, And you correct. gotta get on planes. Mm-hmm. You gotta change time zones. You, like, when I played in Europe, you know, we would play, you know, we'd fly from London to Barcelona, play on Wednesday, come back, play on Friday, right? And then you may have to travel to go north of England to play on Sunday. You gotta come back and go to work Monday. Yeah. well, like, If you're not prepared for that, and I played 18 years, there's a lot of people that just aren't prepared. Yeah. Right. So I would say preparation is the mother of all success and time management matters. <laughs> Tremendous. Your I time matters. I love
1: yeah. that. Mr. Bird. thank you for your time. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for your time. We appreciate uh, every jewel of wisdom that you just uh, blessed us with. Uh, I, and I hope uh, for the people that are watching, you understand that this is the embodiment of what the top level looks like the commitment of the top level looks like the 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 explanation of what time management is for the top level. Uh, it circulates through every profession that you see up here. I can guarantee that uh, time management is everything. It's the success to any you know relevant business and. Um, Thank you for that. You know, we appreciate your time. Thank you for letting us hold our podcast here on, you know, the court of the Long Island Nets here at uh, Nassau Coliseum. Uh, we're going to sign out, you know. I think we did it all. I think we, we, broke we old okay. yeah, They broke the mold here. Yeah, not well bad, not bad. Well you. done. Thank you very much. Remember, uh, stay tuned. Check us out on the uh, Gram. Check us out on Facebook. Remember to click and subscribe the Real Estate Trifecta uh, at gmail.com. And remember, loyalty is royalty. Please treat people the way you want to be treated. And I promise this world will be a better place. That's us signing out. Thank you.